Welcome down to this week's episode of Paddy Talks Golf. A bonus one coming to you this Monday, straight out of the weekend when I recorded it. <laughs> the show as ever is presented by Seed Golf Balls. So head over to seedgolf.com and try them today. Premium quality golf balls and other products available for half the price. Simple as that. No discount needed because it's discounted already straight to you. The show is sponsored by Drew's Golf. Drew's Golf Apparel, New Spring Summer Range has dropped. It's in my wardrobe and I can't, I, the only problem is I can't wear all of it all the time. This week's episode on why you press play is with Joe Lyons, a stalwart of Irish amateur golf in Ireland, founder, chief organiser, cook and bottle washer at Lyons Links, organising tours inbound and outbound for golfers visiting our shores and for Irish golfers visiting others. He walked us through the Pinergy series for 2021 and how you can visit all those glorious courses around this country of ours. Roll it there, Roisin. We're talking about practice. Joe Brawley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Where's Joe Brawley? What did he get at? So what's I I see you on the Facebook groups and stuff, but like you're quite yeah. an elite, you're you're an elite golfer yourself. You're quite accomplished, right? Well, <laughs> now put away the, put away the put away the, the what's it the modesty hat now for a second. <laughs> That's debatable. Now everything is relative. Uh, uh, <laughs> relative to me is a five handicap for you. Be, you be. <laughs> well, look. I've had some I've had some limited success down through the years, but when you think of it, I'm playing championship golf for for twenty years or so, and I've only won two championships. So the the strike rate's not very good. But it's, um, it's two championships more than a lot of people have. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you know, look, I've had great golf as my whole life. I've had great great days playing golf and. You know, as a youngster, I would have dreamed of being a professional golfer, and I suppose I went a little bit off the rails at 15 or 16 years of age, and I kind of lost interest in sport. And I, could, I started drinking really, I started drinking too young, and was uh, thankfully I don't drink anymore, and it's 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 changed my life really in a lot of ways. But uh, uh, I loved, uh, you know, golf. I know golf and hurling I suppose were my two first loves as a young fella so I was lucky enough to take up the game young and when I went back golfing um, I didn't play from the age of 18 to 25 or so but I went back golfing and uh, uh, yeah look love it love the game it's my whole life now sure I've worked in the golf industry and my pastime is golf, and my wife caddies for me. If she didn't caddy for me, she'd never see me from one end of the year to the next. So, so it's a really um, Westwood family situation you've got going on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know where to quite go that far, but anyway. <laughs> dynamic, uh, maybe. The dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, to be honest, just. You know, I love going to the likes, and amateur golf in particular, I love going to the likes of the north, south, east and west and the close and all these things, you know, and the Irish championships and uh, meeting all the old friends from down through the years. And there's not so many of my own age groups still there playing in them, but you meet those guys now, I mean, amateurs, and next year I'll be going senior. So 
And you also get the opportunity to see all the young fellas coming through. So, um, I look right. Look, I have great times. At, I suppose I, I my dream was to play for Ireland, and I and I got my first cap. At, I, I played for Ireland when I was thirty five, and you know we were on the same team as Shane Lowry and. Rory was picked the same week, but he didn't play because he was going, uh, he had planned to go to tour school and it turned out he didn't have to go to tour school afterwards because he got his card so quick on the European tour. But, you know, it was nice. Like, I played junior golf with Parry Carrington. I played senior golf with and against the likes of Shane and Rory. And, you know, you see all this, the new talent coming, coming and going all the time. So, and, um, you know, our look, it's, it's my whole life really, I suppose, Bodrick. And what was what's Joe Lyon's earliest memory of golf? My earliest memory of golf is going uh, well. My dad worked in the bank, and I remember going up, coming up to Galway Golf Club to watch him play in in, in the late seventies. And uh, I remember going. He was then moved up to Bor. He joined Bor. I remember as a young fellow going watching to play in Leinster Senior Cup Finals in St. Anne's Golf Club in Dublin. And it was the first time I saw a Lynx course and I was fascinated by it. But I remember as a, as a child watching my dad and some of the, the, the Senior Cup players in our home club. Now, they never won anything, but they got through the zone a few times and into Leinster Finals. And you'd be going to watch, you know, himself and he likes of Mick Ash and Mick Coughlin and Dinny Duffy and um, oh, it's Brian Guinan was another one. There's several of them there. They're all good golfers. And uh, uh, there was Mick Hopton. Just Mick Hopton was an exceptional golfer. But like, they were all good golfers. And I suppose really watching them play. And they, my father really would have been my biggest influence. I suppose you know he he was a hurling man as well. That turned to golf too, indeed. But. Um, yeah, so so growing up in Banner and Offaly when when Offaly were going well, <laughs> um, like there was three All Ireland winning captains came out of Banner uh, in the eighties and nineties of the hurling team. So, uh, you know, hurling and golf were my two loves as a young fella. Then I found Porter, but then he was. You wouldn't be the first person. You wouldn't be the first person. Um, I was kept in a tight leash and it was three miles to the pub. So I, yeah. I, it invited me more than I avoided it. Yeah. Um, what was it like growing up in Banagher playing golf when maybe golf wasn't the chosen sport for everyone? Yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah, like definitely Harlem was the number one, was top of the pops in Banagher. Uh, when I was growing up, um, it's just funny. My mother and father from Knockray and Galway, and there was fierce rivalry between uh, Offaly and Galway at the time. I remember the nineteen, uh, uh, the nineteen, uh, the, was it the eighty-one All Ireland? Sean Silk from Airport was, which and his house only a mile or two over the bridge of Banagher. He was the Galway captain, and Parry Porn was captain in Offaly, which he, he was from Banagher. And mum and dad were from Galway, and I suppose when I was I eight or nine years of age in third class or so, and I was being sent into school with a Galway jersey, with an Offaly captain from the town in the national school. So <laughs> it was like a boy named Sue in some respects. Conflicted. <laughs> yeah. So the following year, so anyways, Offaly won the All Ireland that year, and sort of those great celebrations in Banagher, and I, I, I happened to be one of the few. 
I was above it in Crow Park with a golden jersey on me at the time. So the following year after we were playing, uh, the following year after we were playing Kerry in the football final. And of course, my father having worked in the bank, I happened to be born in Killarney. So mum and dad sent me into into school with a Kerry jersey on the first weeks of September in 82. <laughs> and of course, she had to start before the fifth school for Offaly. So I was on the losing end of that one too. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but look, I suppose at the time, I suppose Banner and Borough were the two hopes of, of hurling in Offaly and football was really in the rest of the county. And I loved hurling, but that was a good hurler. He'd hurl, you know, he'd hurled the county finals in Galway and I had an uncle who'd played senior co- or, or, or who played in All-Ireland Final for Galway as a minor actually he played minor and senior All-Ireland Finals the one day and he, he played Railway Cup at 16 or 17 years of age and stuff like this but so they were mad into hurling but my father was a very loved the golf and he introduced me to golf I suppose at 7, 8, 9 years of age and I took to it like like I loved it from the day I picked it up. I loved playing golf. There was there was a few people playing golf at the time, but you know it was fairly accessible golf and bar that time. Like the local golf club was bar. It used to be something like for, you know, for a junior membership, it was ten pounds extra for the year or something. I think maybe our membership would have come under a family membership or something. But yes. and the beauty of it was there was accessibility to the course as well. There was no. I mean, I could play. I could play any time I wanted. And there was a very vibrant junior section section in the club. Actually, we were allowed to play in the adult competitions from a very young age. Once you got to about twelve or thirteen years of age, you could play in the senior competitions. And while there was some rules around, you know, you gave the honour to the senior members when they were teeing up and stuff like that. By and large. We had free run of the place, and during the summer, I suppose my memories as a youngster would have been probably before I started getting summer jobs and that. But from the age of twelve to fifteen or so, I'd have probably cycled into the golf club, which is a six or seven mile cycle. A typical summer summer day would have been cycling at the golf club, bring a box, bring bring sandwiches, which I'd like to say with a plastic spar bag or yeah, hang sandwiches, yeah, yeah, and a, and a thermos, yeah, play thirty six holes of golf. Cycle home that evening, head for the Shannon. The Shannon ran through the bottom of the town, go for a swim in the evening, and uh, go for a swim in the evening, and uh, probably go to Hurland training then that evening, or maybe go play a match somewhere that evening. But it was, a, in many ways, it was an idyllic childhood. It was, you know, there were great times, great, great banner at the time. It's a great place to grow up, and. Uh, was hurling mad. Banner was hurling mad at the time. Off they were going well and that. But um, do you know? And do you know? Every now and then you get comments about being snobs and playing golf and that's really it's funny, you know. But um, at the same time, the, the junior section in Borough Golf Club was vibrant at the time. And, you know, actually arising out of that junior, ju- that junior, the junior section in Borough Golf, like Richard Cotton, who was about two years younger than me. He went down like he played Walker Cup and for a club the size a small world club the size of board, Joseph Walker Cup player. And he he actually was the first player ever, I think, to get his card on the European tour and the PGA tour at the Q schools in the same year. At the time at the time there was a Q school for the PGA tour as well. But and he, he spent a couple of years of tour afterwards. But like Justin Q then was another product there. He played for Ireland for years. 
played in the British Open, he turned pro, he played in the Challenge Tour for a good number of years, never quite made it on the main tour. Uh, Stephen Grant, of course, was a professional soccer player before turning pro. You had, you know, Mike Horn, a scratch golfer who won many scratch cups around the country down through the years. So the, the club always produced some good players. There's a legacy um, there. There's a legacy. You know, the, uh, there, there, there is. Like, you know, yeah, and like, the, to be fair to the senior members when we were growing up, they took a lot of interest in junior golf. It was always, and they gave us the use of the course. And while, you know, it might have been seen as a minority sport in some ways, there was still a lot of the youngsters from the locality. Like, there was no barrier to playing golf, really. Like, anybody, if you wanted to play golf, it was there for you to play. Like, you know, That's but brilliant. there's no doubt about it. Hurling was, particularly in Bar and Banner, Hurling was the number one. Um, I couldn't say that now about Kilfenora. We, we, we used hurls we for hurling cattle. Um, <laughs> Kilfenora is a football football area, I suppose. Oh, yeah, yeah, football. Yeah. So would have had many uh, an inter-county player, all right, but then you're talking Clare football, so yeah. in the last like, 10, 10 years, that's come out of the doldrums, thank God. Um, but one of our parishioners, Mr. Keane O'D, is there, still, still, yeah. still lighting the Kilfenora flame for Clare. But, um, Joe, you spent, was it 20, 20 plus years as a social care worker and throughout that whole time you were involved with, you know, elite amateur golf in Ireland, yeah. representing your country. How did you fit it all in? Well, social care kind of worked for me because I was working, the, um, it was a lot of shift work. Uh, first I worked with teenagers in care with the HSC, so you'd be working overnight and, uh, You'd have what you call sleepover shifts, so you get a lot of your shifts done at, uh, in, in blocks, and they were very irregular and unsocial hours. But you can manage your holidays around it then. But like I'd be, I could be off for three or four days at a time. You know, generally I would work more than three days a week because you'd be doing, you'd be doing such long shifts and that. So you, you know, from a time perspective, to, to us, and difficult. They, from you know, myself and my wife, we don't have any children, so, I mean, well, we well, we would have loved to have kids, but, you know, it wasn't to be, and it, uh, um, it makes life kind of easy, to be honest with you. Uh, you, can plan, you can come and go as you please or where you want to go, so, and I suppose that's benefited me in the long, like, see even guys my age with, with families and that, they don't have the freedom that I have to be able to say, right, I'm going to go and play in the north or the south or the west to go play pretty much play in any event that I want to. Plus, you don't have the financial strains of trying to raise a family and stuff like that. So, um, working golf on its own is very manageable. I can imagine if, if it was work golf and a family, I'm not sure how well it would have worked for it, to be honest. No, it's good. Like it's good that you found a job that you know worked for both your passions. You know, so obviously taking care of people and and the game. Yeah. But you're involved with your own golf business now. So where where was the compelling event to give it a go? Did something happen or was it yeah? Uh, well, I suppose I'm wondering about this now. It's like yeah, um, you know, just going back to the social care thing. Like I, I ran into trouble with alcohol so many years ago, a good few years ago, and I actually. Funny enough, when I won the West of Ireland, I was pretty much, I was probably drinking alcoholically then. I found, social care I found very stressful in the end. You're dealing with um, vulnerable people and in a lot of instances, 
you know, the services are under-resourced. You get frustrated with what can be achieved and what can't be achieved. And in the end, they found it, it was pretty much detrimental to my health. Uh, um, but uh, um, I left social care and really, I got an opportunity, actually. I came up with a concept called godforthemember.com. Basically, it was going to be kind of like, yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with the concept, concept of uh, couch surfers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, it was you. You know, you'd be able to go onto a website, and if I knew I was going to be in New York next uh, September, I'd be able to go onto this website and say, "Look, hi there, I'm Joe from Gold, I'm a social care worker, you know, scratch golfer. I'll be in New York for a couple of weeks. Anybody there want to bring me out for a few holes at their golf course?" And then that guy would be able to do the same with somebody else, maybe in in Los Angeles or somewhere else in the world. Anyways, I got, I had, I had about a thousand members signed up to that. Um, website in the space of a couple of months and I applied to do a master's for digital media in NUIG based on that and it was very much focused on e-business marketing that so I got offered a position there and yeah, got a, it was a full year master's degree and uh, I wasn't I wasn't able to get leave of absence uh, from the HSC at the time uh, uh, so I handed in my notice it, and to be honest I was I was really struggling with social care work at that stage. So I went back and I did the, the master's in NUIG. And while that concept never really worked out, I started develop just setting up Facebook groups in that. And Irish Golf No Sport was the first one I set up, actually. But I started selling golf tours for a guy down in Kerry, for a company down in Kerry. Um, and they were advertising. They were selling inbound and outbound trips. So... They were advertising inbound uh, or outbound trips to an Irish mar an Irish audience there on Irish Golf North Sport. And I asked him, did he want to sell South Africa? So I contacted in South Africa that I'd met, you know, just through playing golf down through the year. So we were actually invited to South Africa on what's it called a familiarization trip, one of these perks of the trade. So we went out, we got to play all the various different great golf courses and stayed in nice hotels and we got to know the area so we could sell South Africa. And while we were out there, the same gentleman asked me to come work from full time, which was music to my ears. I had completed the masters at this stage and I was doing part-time work with uh, golf assignment community. And, uh, you know, my passion had been golf and I always wanted to work in the industry. So here was somebody offering me a full-time job. Um, that was around that was around 2016 or so. Um, I left that company in 2017. I was unhappy with the direction that uh, a lot of things didn't work out as planned, and uh, there was stuff going on that I wasn't uh, hugely. Uh, I, I had a lot of concerns, but anyways, I left in 2000 September 2017, and I decided to set up my own business in 2018 uh, around February 2018 and actually funny enough my, my business really the Lions Links really took off in, in July 2018 when the previous company that I had worked for uh, went under and uh, you, you know they like I could see the writing on the wall when I was leaving there was things going on that I just felt really uncomfortable with but you know I didn't I don't really want, I suppose, I, yeah, I'm a bit, a bit worried, you know. Anyways, look, I felt uncomfortable 
with the first company that where where I was an, a paid employee, I felt very uncomfortable. Um, uh, I felt very uncomfortable there. I suppose at the at the end of September by September two thousand seventeen, left and left and set up then on my own in two thousand eighteen, and that company went went under in controversial enough circumstances in July 2019. And some of my old former clients came to me and asked me, could I help them fulfill trips that weren't weren't uh, fulfilled by that particular company? And actually, funny enough, our first clients who traveled with us, they actually, we, we helped them fulfill their trip in September 2019. And uh, funny enough, we made a lot of mistakes during their trip, but we we became, I became very friendly with them. And they've actually they've referred uh between their own repeat bookings, they referred six other groups to us. And I also had contacts, I suppose, in the golf industry around the world who who um, were were happy enough to to um, to send their business my way. So I reached out to everybody I knew across the United States, Canada, Australia, South Africa, all around the world, where you know just people that I would have known down through the years who were involved in golf. And who I would have met, they were all pretty much happy to send me their business. So we got up and running very quickly. So we really our first full year of trading was 2019, and uh, we had a very good year. Uh, we had 160 golfers travel with us. Um, every single review we got, actually, from our overseas guests, was a five star review. Yeah, uh, I just we, I read up there the Trip Advisor's Choice. Yeah, yeah, just very you know. As far as I know, I don't know of any other tour operator who've actually created a profile put page on TripAdvisor to allow their customers to review their services. We're the only one that I can see there. Um, and like we've 58 reviews, 57 of them are five star, one of them is four star. And even the four star review is very complimentary to the services we provided. So, you know, with somebody, actually one of the guys in the European club told me when I told him we're setting up the business, he said to me, Joe, he said, I'll give you one piece of advice. He says, your ability to be able to generate repeat bookings or word of mouth referrals will, you know, basically dictate the success or failure of business. And when he said it to me, really, it was a light bulb moment for, even though I had, you know, worked for a short space of time with another company before. Basically, what he was saying to me was, look after your customers and do a good job and do right by them and they'll come back to you and they'll refer other people to you. And that's precisely what's happened. And when we, we were due to bring 300 people from North America into, into you know, most of them high-end five-star clients into, into Ireland in 2020. And uh, unfortunately, it didn't happen because of the coronavirus. So we kind of, we didn't know what we were going to do then. So... You know, instead of sitting back and just, you know, we could have just sit back and done nothing and just keep taking pandemic payments or whatever. We decided we do. We last year we ran a couple of um, domestic events. We ran a scratch cup event below in in Bota and uh, Old Head in July, and we ran another event down in. Um, we ran another event below in uh, uh, Kerry. That was like a three-day uh, event, wasn't it? Kingdom Cup. That was a three-day event, yeah. Dukes, Dukes, Waterville and uh, Killarney Golf Club. And, uh, Three fine spots, Joe. Yeah, they went well. Yeah, they were nice. And, you know, people were very happy with it. Everything was done in adherence with public health guide, guidelines. We had no gala dinner or anything like that. So, um, 
<laughs> you know, we did every, even though, you know, we'd love to have had one because from a business perspective, you know, you're always trying to make a little bit extra on add-ons and stuff like that. But anybody who attended the events really seemed to enjoy them and had a good time with a lot of good reviews and uh, both publicly and privately. And, uh, we were lucky enough, there was a gentleman by the name of Peter Bassville, he's the CEO of Pinergy, and they approached us and they asked us, would we be interested, would, 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 they said they'd like to sponsor events if we decide to run some events in 2021. And, so, so tell me yeah. all about the, the Pinager series, the Pinergy series, so it's not just the Kingdom Cup or a day in photo, it's, all, it's like it's no, a series no. of events, isn't it? It is, it is. It's a series of events and it'll culminate at a dare manor in September 2027 or 2021. I don't um, think that's a long race, six years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, it's been a challenge, to be honest. The Pinergy series, in a way, like like I have to say, Pinergy have been absolutely fantastic and have been very understanding because we've had to reschedule events. We kind of we were hoping that we'd have like all our overseas clients booked who booked in 2020 to were rescheduled to 2021, and uh, they so we were hoping we'd see them this year. But you know, we were we said we'd run the domestics season of events anyways just in the hope you know it, it just in case it doesn't go ahead so last october november the first two events we had penciled in were the, the kingdom cup that was due to go ahead the third week in april and uh, the mount julie masters were due to go ahead in uh, the third week in may so obviously they had to be cancelled and rescheduled and Thanks be to God, the government announcement today announcing that hospitality, well, it hasn't been announced yet, but all the leaks out there and the publicity. By, by the time this goes out, uh, the proper yeah. information will be there. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. Like inter-county travel is allowed by mid-May and hospital, like hotels, B&Bs from like June 6th. So. June the 2nd, so yeah. So we, we have... Um, the Mayo Masters, and we were pretty much fully sold out. That, that's going to be the first event of the Pinergy Series, and it's on June 17th to 19th. And it's two rounds in uh, in Westport and one round in Cairn, and some nice accommodation. And, of course, lovely part of the world up there, so people are chomping at a bit to get away. So we're, we're, we're actually launching another event today called the Kerry Classic, and it's going to be... Uh, around uh, in Tralee, around in Ballybunion Old, around in the Cashin, with uh, two or three nights accommodation in the Ash Hotel in Tralee. Uh, we have 100 places available at an event. We expect that that will sell out pretty quickly because there seems to be huge pent-up demand. People are tired of being locked up. They're really looking oh, forward big to getting time, yeah, big the time. Be, You can count me in that number, Joe. Uh, I yeah. cannot wait. To, yeah. to go outside my county bounds and just, and go rediscover the lovely golf courses we have in this country. Yeah, you know, we're all definitely Parik. You know, yeah, I'd, 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 I'd met Janella on, um, Matt Adams and Tom Coyne there about a month yeah. ago, you know, and they've, I think, you know, being biased, um, they have done more for tourism golf tourism in Ireland and maybe tourism Ireland have you know in terms of the amount of yeah the amount of the, the footfall they've brought over here through Tom Coyne in particular yeah. I think oh absolutely sure one of his best selling books is about all around golf in Ireland but yeah 
you know, they have nothing but good to say of the courses here. And, and they, and Americans have played more of the courses in this country than we have. Maybe, maybe hell, not yeah. you, right? <laughs> they were giving you, you played a lot of tournaments over the last 20 years, but yeah. definitely under 40, so I'm 34. And I could, I would say I've played maybe, maybe 25 courses, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and none of the, none of the ones that are on any of the itineraries on, on linesandlinks.com. Do you know what I mean? So I'm chomp- yeah. I wouldn't be the only one chomping at the bit um, for some of those experiences. So if I yeah. sign up for, right, I'm just scrolling here. If I sign yeah. up for any of those events, we'll pick the Wild Links Challenge. Right? Yeah. It's Karen and it's grown and staying in the Broadway, the Broadhaven yeah. Bay Hotel. Broadhaven, right? yeah. What, if I book that and I've never engaged with you before, what expectations can you set for me? Well, first of all, uh, you'll you arrive at um, Ennis Grown Golf Club on August the 11th. You most likely most people book with three or four of their friends, so you'll be playing with your same four ball that you'll play it at home. So you'll arrive. You get a gift. We have a gift pack uh, for every competitor. We have live scoring, um, uh, so basically, uh, you can. You know, you can see how you're doing in the tournament as you go uh, on your phone. You just input your scores on every hole, so you know exactly how where you stand each and every day of the tournament. There's a leaderboard, live leaderboard, everything like that. Um, uh, obviously, the golf courses, Ennis Grown. I don't know if you've played Ennis Grown, Patrick. Not yet. It's on the hit list. Isn't, isn't it a shame, isn't it? Ennis Grown is spectacular. It's one of my favourite links, I have to say. It's it really is spectacular. And uh, you know, it's funny enough. The, a lot of the courses up they're actually a lot more accessible, certainly from a pricing point of view, uh, than say down in the southwest. Killarney is a big draw for the overseas guests, uh, overseas tourists, and you know, Tralee, Ballybonian, La Hinch, Waterville, and look, they're. You know they've done a great job um, in in developing Irish tourism, and that you know I, I wouldn't hear a bad word said about any of those clubs. There, you know, and I know I know that sometimes you'll hear Irish golfers saying, "Oh, they're greedy and they're mean and they're this and they're that and the other," but like the the green fee revenue, this you know the the tourism, the value of the tourists they bring into this country. There's hotels, restaurants, bars. The whole community has been stood service, up by those courses. Yeah, you know, coach services, uh, the whole local economy in a lot of instances is dependent on those courses, you know, marketing themselves to North America. And, it, you know, so, I, you know, in a way that's difficult for Irish golfers saying, oh, we'd love, you know, like, they're supporting thousands and thousands of jobs. Like, I, I wouldn't be in a job only for them. It's as simple as that. Now, the courses up the Northwest are a little bit cheaper. For me, I would st- I would put Ennis Grown up there. I think Ennis Grown is, is, is certainly as spectacular and as scenic as any of those courses. And there's some unbelievable golf holes in it. And it's it's significantly cheaper. Karen as well. Karen is fantastic. They're after seemingly they're after they're after doing some work in Karen. I haven't played new holes up there yet. They've twenty seven holes up there now. The reviews are unbelievable. It's a beautiful part of the world. It's a little bit remote, so it's harder to get to. So 
you know, I think probably that's why the pricing isn't it's, it's not as dear up there. But it's just it's if Karen is just a, is a, is a long way to go. But you know, it's, I, I get I I've attended the waffle park, so you have to excuse no, me. No, absolutely not. You're selling the but, dream. Well, you don't but, need, you don't need like, to sell it. Everyone's gagging to get on the road, and if I have to drive yeah. six hours to get there, I am going to drive it twice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I wouldn't be the only but, one. But but in its growing is uh, um. That event, that particular event, like there's two, um, t- and if I'm honest, we we it's been, all the other a lot of the other events are filling up really quickly, but we will begin to push that event. Uh, um, yeah, we'll begin to push the, this event uh, a little bit harder. We we'll probably look at sell, try and sell out the carry the carry event first, but we'll sell out this event after. But I have no doubt it'll sell too. But well, I, I, I see. I do all the web work on the. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I build all the web pages myself online things, and you know, um, I, I'm not a professional. Even though I had a go at, 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 at setting up a web development agency at one stage, but from when I did the masters in NUIG, I'd be able to build a website and keep together my SEO skills and all that would be great. But. Uh, didn't I, I was changing the form on the one of the pages. I was building a new page. We're actually looking at doing a foreign trip maybe later in the year. We haven't launched it yet. We'll see how it goes. You're keeping, us, you're keeping us guessing. Good man. Well, Dil, we're, waiting we're, wait, we're waiting on confirmation <laughs> from uh, uh, suppliers, hotels and golf courses on the terms and conditions. In Dubai. Yeah, it's in Dubai. Is it? Oh, that was a good guess. That was a good guess. Until we can confirm like, the terms and conditions in relation to, you know, if the event doesn't go ahead due to coronavirus, we need to ensure that we're able to give our clients our money back. And if we pay the hotels and they're not guaranteed to give us the money back, we can't launch it. But anyway... Yeah. There, there's so, a lot goes on behind the scenes of anything like this. Yeah, there a lot is. of people don't uh, see or maybe appreciate. Yeah, so that we we got to have that right and have it confirmed before we can launch that event. But anyways, I was didn't I copy one of the for, the forms for the Wild Links Challenge, and I was copying it onto this Dubai Masters page that we were developing, and I thought I was developing the changing because the form you, you 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 edit the form separately, but I thought I was editing the form for the Dubai Masters. But unknown to myself, I edited the Wild Eggs Challenge. So we were looking at charts. Oh, the, the price up in the Wild Eggs <laughs> Challenge there for 10 days. We were looking for 1,900 euro for, for two, three rounds of golf. And, and, Did anybody uh, book it? Who booked it? No. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. No, fair play. So what do so, people need to do, Joe? What do people need uh, to do now? Um, well... Actually, on 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 any of the, the the on the on our website on Lineslink's website, we have uh, there's a there's a tab there with the Pinergy series on it. There's a drop down. It lists all our um, events for the year. Um, they're they're all really good value. I, I suppose in or around. Like you, like there's nothing to stop. You know, might as well be straight about it. There's nothing to stop a group of guys ringing up. Karen or Ballybunion or Tralee or these places and going on their own and playing. And to be honest, they'll do it for a similar price as to what we're offering at our event. The difference with our event is, first of all, there's about €3,000 worth of prizes um, at each event. We have live scoring. Uh, You're looked after from the minute you land to the minute you leave. Um, And it's a completely different experience. 
it's and a different care of, and there's a tournament and there's prizes exactly. and there's memories exactly. to be made with not only your and friends new, but everybody else that's there new, new friends to be made it's a whole different experience but um, you know and that people really loved that last year and I think um, you know that's and obviously as a business we get a small bit of a margin and if we bring a hundred people or eighty people to to golf courses or hotels, it makes it worthwhile. Where you know it's it's commercially viable. Then if it you know there'd be no point in doing it if it wasn't really. Well, you know, it's not our own economies of scale, really. But yeah. Um, so it, I would tell everybody listening: go check out lineslinks.com, and if you're yeah. not a member already, go to the Irish Golf Notice Board uh, Facebook group. So I'll have links on the show notes to both of you. I've left. I I no longer. I'm no longer the minister. Irish oh, Scotland. Michelle. No. <laughs> I thought you are. No, Brian Kevin is the minister of Irish Golf No Sport. I Lions Links was going so well a couple of years ago. Uh, um, we decided that our focus really should be on the overseas market. And actually, I put it out there for people to take see if anybody wanted to take over Irish Golf No Sport. Mm. And. Uh, Brian Timlin put his hand up and he took it and she's doing well with it. She's grown the group. I think when I finished up with it, it had about 8,000 members. It now has 11 or 12. So he's done a very good job. More luck to him. And as a matter of fact, he's probably a competitor of ours now selling the message <laughs> as well. Okay, so. don't go to Irish Golf Nord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I set up an alternative group party called Irish Golf Events. Oh, that's and, the one. Uh, that's the one. There's a little bit of a banter there, but Irish Golf Notice Board would be competitors of ours at this stage, even though I was a founder member of that, that particular group. It wouldn't be but Ireland anyway. if it wasn't a bit like that, would it? Yeah. So anyway, look, more luck, more luck to Brian. I hope he does well at it. But, um, Absolutely. So, com and Irish Golf Events, I'll put both of those links below. Yeah. Joe Lyons, everyone who comes on now, you, you might have thought you were special and that you weren't going to be succumbed to it, but the quickfire Q&A... Is all yours. Are you ready? Oh, go ahead. Right. Here we go. Joe yeah. Lyons, what would your walk-on song be? My walk-on song? Oh, jeez. Uh, that's a very good question. Jeez, um, I can't think at the moment. Pull up the phone. Uh, fairy, up fairy, fairy Tale New York, I'd say. Fairy Tale yeah, New back, York. Go back, go back, go back. Jim or pizza? Oh, pizza. Hat, visor, or a Keelan Rafferty bucket hat? A which? Hat, visor, or a Keelan oh. Rafferty bucket hat? Oh, a, a, a hat. A cap, a cap, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happy Gilmore or Tin Cup? Tin Cup. Guinness or Heineken? Or a cup of tea? Guinness, Guinness in my day, definitely. <laughs> Walk or cart? Walk. Win the Masters or win the Open? Ooh, yeah. The Masters. Instagram or Twitter? Twitter. Play or practice? Play. Good man. Now, everyone who comes on the show also should get this bonus question, so you're, you're no different either. So, <laughs> we're going to put in a hypothetical scenario here, and that's we're after the, the Kingdom Classic, and you're going to dinner that evening, and it's the Joe Lyons candlelit dinner. You're at the top of the table, and you can have Six people at a three down each side of the table. Who are the people? Dead, alive, sports person, golfers, I don't care. Fictional. Who would be at Joe Lyons' candlelit dinner? Six people. Uh, 
I would say, all right, my dad, number one. Yep. Uh, I would say Tiger Woods would have to be there. Um, Seve would be there. I would say, uh, um, well, I think I might have somebody like Bob Geldof there. Two to go. Tommy, Tommy Tiernan. That's a good one. One of my faves. Tommy Tiernan. And then who will we go with? Uh, oh, we'll have to go with Shane Lowry, I suppose. That's a fine table. Joe Lyons, thank you very much. I will share as much as I can about your events this year and I will look forward to booking one of them if I get the time between wife and job and podcast and all those yeah. other excuses. But thank you very much for your time. Well, Mark, well, thanks thanks for your time. And obviously, if you book, if you want to come to one of our events, we'll even give you a, a little discount for, for helping, us to, uh, helping us promote our events. Yeah, no fair talk. No fair talk. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Mark. Take care. That was Joe Lyons of Lyons Links, uh, a man well travelled himself around, I think, every fairway in the country. Two majors under his belt in the stroke play in the West, I believe, if I did my research right. Uh, I seldom do. I just like having the chats and finding out about people. Um, but I really should try and get a bit more professional. What do you think? Um, leave a review if you like today's chat, because it's a different way of going about things just landing into conversation and the first one done by phone as well and so let me know if the audio is up to standard um, hopefully it was it just means i can do podcasts from anywhere with anyone uh, technically as long as i'm awake anytime so if the audio is up to spec let me know so send me a dm on instagram or contact me to pettytalksgolf.com or you folks know where i live but yeah really good initiative and really good sponsors in Pinergy into what uh, Joe and co have created down there uh, and some running some really stellar events like I followed them from social media and, and a few friends did play in them and they said these are class events you should come play some so let's do that this year let's support a, a person um, who loves the game and has built his life around it and is providing good service and good experiences so let's all let's go book one will we come on let's go book one let's go to Ennis Groan and Karen and and experience what all the Americans are experiencing in our own country. Uh, let's go do that. Let's drive there and experience it. So yeah, linesthings.com. Um, just here to share the news. Let me know as well about the piece on Friday with David Clancy went. If you got any value from that or any of the, the stuff we shared on the websites, etc. Really keen to know if, if we're hitting the right, the right chord. So getting feedback on that would be fantastic. Anyway, I've talked enough now. So you probably have a a bigger, better podcast to listen to now. So I'll let you go do that. If you did like the show, please let like one person that you know know about it. And let's let's spread the word of this little little dodgy podcast a little bit more. Until we teed up again soon.